1: This record Rangers podcast with me, Johnny McFarlane. I'm joined today by James Black, the Rangers blogger, and we're going to be discussing Rangers' opening game of the season against Motherwell at Firth Park, which Rangers won 2-1 after a tremendous double by Graham Dorrance. James, what was your take on the game? Uh, I thought it played well. Um, started off, you know, Josh Windass looking completely different player in the first 45 minutes. As the game wore
0: on, They made it tougher for themselves And they probably needed to Motherwell kind of started finding wee gaps in behind them Made themselves a few decent chances But overall A solid enough start for the season Three points which is the most important thing
1: So there's there's Not much to complain about there Let's go into a wee bit more detail about the defence It was mostly from the full back areas Because there was a lot of crosses coming to the box So I think first of all you would say Alves and Cardoso Dealt with it pretty well and I was one of these guys that was pretty unsure about Cardoso in the air But I thought overall he had a pretty good game But there was a lot of space down the flanks What's your take on the, the full backs performance today?
0: The full backs weren't the best um, I'm not a huge fan of Lee Hodson to start with I think he's solid enough But I don't think he's, he's traditionally quite there
1: yeah, this has to be the end of the Hodgson's better than the Tavernier oh, debate, hasn't
0: it? Has to, has to kill it off now. Tavernier's no by any such means the best fullback back in, in the world, but he seems to gel in with that. With Jack just ahead of him, Cardozo beside him, he seems to just fit in just that little bit better.
1: In terms of uh, going forwards, one of the, the themes from the pre-season, well, Rangers have played pretty well. Was, the team has struggled to score goals. What was your take on the Miller Herrera partnership? I thought there was signs I, there, but overall, probably still a bit of work to do.
0: Yeah, no, I think they linked up well. Um, I've been kind of reading some of the post-match stuff and, and kind of suggestions that Herrera was kind of a bit anonymous today. But I actually I thought he played quite well. He wasn't it wasn't the, the key man that we're hoping he's going to be going forward, but. He linked up well enough with Miller. He linked up well with Windus and Candace coming from wide as well. So there's definitely signs that there's a decent player there.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I think um, he showed several moments throughout the game where his link-up plays good. He, he won a few headers. and you know He was up against three centre-halves, all, all of whom are big units. And I thought he, he, he imposed his physicality on the game. So I, I agree with you. I think he flitted in and out of the game, but that was dependent on I think the overall Rangers display, where I think the team flitted in and out of the game at times, especially in the second half. Absolutely.
0: Um, I think you've seen it, particularly the early spell when Rangers were absolutely dominating the game. He looked hungry. He looked. He was making a nuisance to themselves, the of himself to the Motherwell defence. As I say, he was linking up well with other players. As Rangers began really to get pinned back a little bit. And Miller kind of came into the game a bit more. You seen Miller drop maybe ten, fifteen yards further off him. Almost like a like a four-two-three-one. Yeah. Instead of the flat four-two-two that four-four-two sorry had been before that. But you seen Miller drop off a bit and trying to get himself involved a bit more in the game. But he's then left Herrera a bit isolated and just kind of having to make his own space.
1: I wonder if that's becoming a problem, James. Kenny Miller is dropping off a lot of the time, and sometimes I wonder if he. He sort of cuts Rangers' throats without them noticing because he's not a guy who's going to create really from that number 10 position. So you really want him up against the last defender, don't you?
0: Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to play with A2, particularly with being Miller and Herrera, I think Miller's a great type of centre-forward to have feeding off his scraps. Mm -hmm. See loose balls that come off, I think Miller's great in that kind of situation and I think it's going to suit Herrera when he's coming deep, I and mean, there was one point today when he he was sent in midfield, he was, he was in between Windass and Condance. and you're wondering then just quite how far deep he's going to come, if it's coming off his own back, if it's instructions to senior that he's wanting to come deep, I'm not sure, but I'd like to see them as an out-and-out out too. Out Maybe you might see it in Wednesday against him, Ferman, that Morelos comes in beside Herrera, so I'd like to see like the uh, Morelos come in, get more than 15, 20 minutes. And just see how he meshes with Herrera? Yeah. I think he doesn't, seem to, he doesn't seem to be the kind of player that comes as deep as Miller does.
1: No, he's one of these guys that's going to play on the last defender, on the shoulder of the last defender, and try to run in the space behind.
0: And when you've got somebody like Herrera, who's running headers, who's, he's a big unit. Um, and he seems to be he's, he's no shy of a tackle either. So I think these two might
1: just be a, a nice partnership going forward. I think Josh Windass had probably his best game for Rangers. He was absolutely sensational in that first half, wasn't he? Showing drive, determination, and being so direct, which is is the big part of his game. You see that. You saw that at Parkhead last season. You know he's got a real ability to run at defenders and run into space and cause teams all kinds of problems with his pace. What did you make of him?
0: First half he was unplayable. Um, he was absolutely brilliant in the first half. And he was really unlucky not to get a goal. A day two chances, he hit the bar, hit the post. You feel a bit firm in that he's, I mean, there's no question the boy's taking a lot of sticks. Some of it deserved, some of it a bit over the top. But he's, his performances last season weren't up to what was expected. So it's good to see that he's come out today, and even against Sheffield Wednesday last weekend, he's shown something that he didn't really show at all last season.
1: Why do you think neither Kashina or Warburton gave him the opportunity to play in the position that he made his name? With Warburton, um,
0: a lot of the case it was just that Warburton had his style, he had his system, and it wasn't a case of fitting the style around the players that he had at his disposal button had his style and he would fit players into that style. Whether it was square pegs and round holes, it didn't seem to matter. With Casinha, it seems to have been a, at least the last maybe six weeks or so, he's shown a wee bit more flexibility in how he's set his team up. He's tried the four-three-three. 3 3 he seems to be showing his face in the 4-2. We've seen a spell today and last weekend where he went with 3 at the back or 5 at the back, depends on how you want to kind of look at it. Um, so he's, Bundes has kind of had a wee bit more scope to not necessarily have to be a midfielder like Warburton tried to play him as so I think when you've got the likes of Ryan Jack Dorns, even Jordan Rossiter ahead of him he's not going to be put into that hole anymore he's not going to be the, the kind of defensive midfielder that Warburton tried to make him so you're going to get to see much more of him as an attacking player yeah, that, I think it suits him
1: he's not got a defensive nose in his body has he he's not got an ounce of it but What he does have is is tremendous ability going forward. But you look at that partnership, while it's very, very exciting going forward with Lee Wallace and Windass, you do wonder about the pair of them defensively. And so Rangers have got an incredible asset there, but also I think something that teams could get at. Absolutely. Um, Depending on who you're going to have, certainly
0: I assume it's going to be Jack and Doran going forward. It's going to put them under pressure defensively. Um, you're, you're going to see Wallace can get caught forward. He got caught 30 yards at a position at work at times today.
1: Yeah, you saw that with the chance that Moult had when it was 1-0. He was caught out by Cadman, and it was a great ball in and it was sort of an unbelievable miss by Liam Moult, so Rangers got away with one there. That's what, it's
0: arguably for me, it's Wallace's weakest point is his defending, which for a left-back isn't great. Um, but I think that shows a little bit as to Casino's thinking. We're going with the three centre defenders at times. Mm-hmm. I think he knows that going forward, it's great. Having two wing-backs like Wallace and Tavernier who can contribute opportunities. You can give you goals and give you assists. So they're the kind of play you need to have in your team. But when you get to the point where you're trying to see a game out, you might need to show up your back line a bit more. As you seen with Danny Wilson coming in the last two games now.
1: Yeah, that shows an interesting flexibility with Kishina that we certainly didn't see under Mark Warburton. He's prepared to just close a game out when, when necessary. And in a way, that's, that's quite impressive because it shows that you get that above all at Rangers, it's about winning. Now, what Warburton certainly kind of had that,
0: I don't know if it's an arrogance of what it is, but Warburton had this idea that this is how we play and whether we're 1-0 down, we're 1-0 up, or 4-0 up, this is how we play. Cochini has shown something that he's he's happy to move things about, he's happy to move players about. And it might not be the kind of thing that every Rangers fan wants to see, but he's quite happy to go, we're winning, we're in the ascendancy here, let's just close this out. I think it's something Benio have probably lacked the last three, four, five years.
1: And on that note, given what he's been through with the Euro defeat by Progress, How how do you assess how far Rangers have come since that game? Obviously, going through a few friendlies unbeaten against some pretty strong opposition, and now a game against Motherwell, which was, uh, in essence, completely different to any of those friendly matches because you had a team that was putting Rangers under a bit of an aerial bombardment. So how do you judge the team and Kashina's performance?
0: I think it speaks volumes about Cristina. Um he could have easily have taken that defeat, hunkered down and just said, Well, this is what I want to do and this is how I'm gonna do it But he's not he's 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 learnt the lesson. He's now he's got his tradition where he's building a team who are if anything they're solid. Um already had a few kind of wobbles today. Over the course, they've they've shown themselves to be fairly consistent, kind of countering attacking threats. Motherwell's kind of when they were shelling long balls over, they caught them out a wee bit. But I I do think that it's it's something good about Kashinia that he's not an idea He's happy to change things, and I think it can only stand him and the side in good stead going forward.
1: The players, I think, in the last few games as well, they look a lot more comfortable with both what he's asking them to do and the positions that they're playing. You're starting to see a little bit more the Kashina method or the Kashina game plan.
0: Definitely, he's, he's now sitting in that position. I mean, if the progress game was what five, six weeks ago, now he's had a chance to work with entire squad that he's got at his disposal now, I mean, the European games, you were still lacking Dorns, you had no Bruno Alves, you had Candace and Dalcio were in the door a week or two, Herrera and Peña were just in the door, but now he's at a time that the players have got to know their teammates, they're getting to understand how their teammates play, and as a collective, they're getting to know what the manager wants from them, it's really starting to show. In the European games, at points, they they looked like they had no idea, Um, particularly the second leg. They didn't quite seem to look look like a team that knew what the manager expected from them. But now I think the Marseille game, Sheffield Wednesday, and again today, you've seen, at least in the bulk of the game, that they've got a much better idea of what Casino wants for them.
1: Yeah, so we've had the the first game of the season now. We've seen all the pre-season friendlies. We've got a little bit of time left to go in the transfer window. Is there anyone out there that you think Rangers should be going for now?
0: In terms of direct individuals, there's nobody that immediately jumps to mind. Um, But I would still like to see put one of a fullback in. I think that if you lose Tavernier or Wallace to injury or suspension, I think you're on a very tight line there. Um, I don't think Hodgson's the kind of player that you've, you've, you can put your trust in over five, six, seven weeks and he's not going to make mistakes. So I would like to see a backup full back in. Obviously you've got Jamie Walker who's probably, hopefully going to be there before the end of the transfer window. So it gives you an extra attacking option on the wings. I think, I just think that full back position just needs a wee bit more depth
1: maybe someone that can be brought in on loan from one of the top four in England or the top fives, maybe a young star who can play both flanks would be would be the answer what about the perennial the perennial one on social media, Naismith Stephen Naismith coming back, what's your thoughts on that?
0: I don't see
1: it um, You don't see it or you I, wouldn't want it?
0: I don't see it I wouldn't, I wouldn't particularly want it either um, but I, I don't see it I just think that He's the kind of player that, given where the finances of Scottish football in general are, he would be a big-name signing. And if we were going for him, I think he'd have had the moves in place already. He'd have had something happening other than what seems to be nice
1: people putting out that he wants to come back. You don't think that... Uh, st- I mean, for me, I look at it, I think... The, the role that Kenny Miller played today, if you had Stephen Naismith in there, obviously seven seven or so years younger than, than Kenny, but with just as much nice and game experience having spent all those years down at the, the very top level in the Premiership, and obviously now in the Championship, but he's still someone that, that's played at the highest level. And I think with, with that additional energy that he has, uh, Naismith, I think he could really provide that link between a big target man like Herrera and the midfield and You know, the ability to drop into the hole behind the striker, the ability to push up against the last defender. I think Naismith would be the sort of perfect answer to that. But I suppose you'd then have to think about pushing Kenny Miller out the side. So I'm not sure that Kishina would want to do that because Miller seems to be a sort of Scottish focal point.
0: Yeah, the the one I would possibly counter that with is if Jamie Walker does happen, I think you could possibly see Josh Windass fill that role. It was something I picked up on, it must have been his interview after the Sheffield Wednesday game. And he was asked, it was on Rangers TV, he was asked about if he had a point to prove, and kind of just where, he, where he'd seen improvements from last season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one of the things he had said was that, as a player he wants to be either play in that number 10 role, or as one of the front three. So I think, as I said, if you've got Jimmy Walker comes in, mm-hmm. I think Candace is absolutely going to be the, the nailed-on right-winger. You've still got Dalcio there. Um, and if Jamie, if Jamie Walker comes in, Jamie Walker's also going to be going for that left-wing slot. So you've then still got Cranshaw and Josh Windass to fill a spot for. Or to find a spot for, sorry. And I could possibly see, with a Herrera, the Windass just deep.
1: OK, James, that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me. To continue the debate, you can follow us on Twitter at Johnny R. McFarlane and... At James A. Black. For all the -the up-to-the-minute football news as it happens, and for further links to these and other Daily Record podcasts, like Record Sport on Twitter, follow us on Facebook, or visit us at thedailyrecord.co.uk. If you want to get our pods as soon as they go online, please subscribe at iTunes, Audioboom, or any other good podcasting platform. Thanks for listening. of desire. Five through mountains, through your crystal dreams, hanging on the edge of desire.